everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Nikki Scorpio. Nikki is a singer, songwriter, and producer, born and raised in the Bay Area in an LGBTQ plus home, currently residing in New York City. His music and message is about overcoming poverty, rising from depression, abuse, trauma, and what he learned growing up as an outsider and having and how having a unique perspective taught him about how our society works. His focus and passion are creating a culture and universal family where we can respect and celebrate differences and mental health is respected and discussed. So welcome, Nikki. Hey, thanks for having me. Grateful to be here. I'm excited to have you. I really am. So can you share for our listeners some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Sure. So um, I was, like you said, I was raised in an LGBTQ plus home. Uh, I was raised by two women and my, my birth father was gay. He died of AIDS when I was nine. And so I have a pretty broad perspective of what normalcy is. And on top of that, I also grew up in a kind of rough part of town while learning my culture and knowing my roots. And so I feel like what that did was kind of gave me an outside look um, on humanity, but also an inside look in places where people might have preconceived notions and was really able to see like the human connection. And, and this has really been my, my journey to, you know, be a storyteller to, you know, for, for people who feel voiceless, for people who feel unheard. And um, also, you know, especially being raised by two women that, you know, not only do I perceive the world differently, I also feel like women are the creators and sometimes people need like somebody to step up because when guys have preconceived notions, when a guy comes in and says respect women for for whatever reason, guys listen. So that's that's one of my things that I'm taking on is to say women are the creators. We need to stop shaming them. We need to stop body shaming them, you know, and, and that we need to take off some of these filters and just be ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's so important. And I mean, that's what I, I work with, usually women to step into their authentic uh, power, right to step into their true authenticity. And I think that's so true that the patriarchal society that we live in really does hamper that sometimes. And so sometimes you do need to use um, someone else's voice to amplify. Well, it's 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 like, for example, a lot of this stuff when it comes to beauty and and like how we want to live our lives were created by men that, for example, it's like the concept of marriage, right? They're like a wedding ring. A wedding ring was a marketing tool <laughs> that that has been making people a lot of money, you know, and, and a lot of times with with like beauty products and, and magazines that there's there's not a, a woman that's, you know, 
spreading this information or like sharing this message that it's some like guy's standard of what beauty is. And, you know, like, again, for me, I see what happens now in 2021 and 2022 is that you have, you know, young women that don't realize all of the effort and all of the editing and all of the the marketing and, and like this huge team behind one, you know, male or female influencer and that they're following this impossible kind of mission and, and journey. And, and, and I feel like it's, it's important to share this message of, yeah, like take, take your filter off and, and don't, don't compare yourself to this impossible standard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an important message. And you do that through your music, especially, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, sorry for interrupting. So I was going to say is, um, I just released my debut single, Irregular. And one of the main reasons why I wrote it was because I connect with that message where I, I would have these really high highs and then like, like something would happen. And then all of a sudden my whole day's thrown off. And I got to a point where it's exhausting, you know, like it's exhausting when you're constantly comparing and looking at other people. And because of the relationship that I've been in and because of the circumstances that I've been in, I've been around the people that, you know, be rich, be wealthy, be pretty, be beautiful. And I see behind the scenes and I see how human these people are. And they have the exact same um, kind of issues of insecurities, not having people around that they can trust, feeling like they can't share and and have like basic friendship and, and love. And I decided I'm just every choice that I make, even if I fall down and I slip and I stumble, it's still going to be the perfect choice. And no matter how insecure I am, when I look at myself in the camera and think that I'm unattractive, I'm going to stop myself. And I'm going to tell myself that I'm beautiful. And so that's where that stems from is, is just like enough, enough is enough. Like, it's like, I'm just going to love myself. It's now or never, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which it comes from your growing up in a family where you were not that the family was the problem, but outsiders of the family had certain perceptions and then, you know, bullying and harassment come from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it wasn't really until my mom. So my mom, my family split up when I was younger and we moved um, to a nicer part of the Bay area and it was really there in the nicer part of town where I experienced more bullying, classism, people that look like me that don't know their culture, um, that were projecting all different types of stuff onto me. And I'm like 12, 13 years old and I don't know any better. And so I'm believing all of it. And for years, like when I was in high school, I actually had a young, a girl like in the next grade tell me that she was like, you're going to die alone and skinny. And so I deliberately gained like 90 pounds. I was just eating nothing but junk food because I didn't want to die alone and skinny. And it's, it's something simple like that, that, you know, I've been on this journey to share this message because I know what it's like to look at yourself and just think, I wish things were better. I wish that I was like this. I wish I was like that. And it's, it's just not the truth. It, it, and so now for me, the message is to say, 
the more that people in entertainment, the more that people that are entrepreneurs and people in positions of power can share this message and share this thing of be yourself and, and just be natural. And <laughs> this image isn't what it seems is the more that people can have that sense of ah, I'm good enough. Ah, I'm loved and, and, and to have peace. Mm-hmm. Which is so important. I mean, that's the work I do, right? Is trying to help people step into their most authentic self. And it doesn't help when we have the media portraying all these falsehoods. So, yes. Yeah. So people behind the media, you know, the entertainers and, and things like yourself definitely help if we have spokespeople there. And so what does healing with creativity mean to you? I feel like people in, in our society, right, there's certain things that we're not taught. And one of the things that I've learned over time is that while it's really nice to feel comfortable, while it's really nice to feel that peace, that we, we misinterpret pain, we misinterpret suffering, we misinterpret anger, that we don't realize this. This is always the gift that, that keeps us being curious and, and, and has a say like, I'm tired of this and, and, and I'm going to keep on learning and I'm going to keep on growing. So for me, really, you know, with, with the current situation of the world, with the lockdown and, and with, um, you know, me observing, you know, how people are reacting to it, right? Because everyone's reacting differently, that instead of being frustrated and just being angry, that my my focus and my goal is is to be able to stop and to to pause and to harness that energy and to do something with it instead of what I used to do, which is not take responsibility, not hold myself accountable and say, this person is the reason why I'm unhappy or this situation is the reason why I'm unhappy. And I got to the point where I realized I'm like, man, I wasn't angry enough to actually make the change. Now, like I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. I'm going to do something about this and I'm not going to listen to other people. And, and I feel like not enough people do that, that we just look, we just look at this, this circumstance and think I want to be here. And I, and I know that I can get here, but I don't know how to. And so anything that doesn't get me there or that like I misinterpret that it, I'm just going to be angry and, and, and kind of go on with life, you know, that we're not, we're not given that, that knowledge of when you get sad or when you get angry or when you feel uncomfortable, that there's, there's a gift there if you can slow down. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important message because we often deflect, right? And because we don't want to look within, it's hard, it's hard work. And if we uh, stop and do it, it's so <laughs> worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It never, and the funny thing is, is that it never stops. Like people, people think, like when I was, when I, before, like I knew about mental health and anxiety, I thought anxiety was like a weird thing for people that like took pills. Like I had, I had no clue that y- you see people that are like the Tony Robbins, that are the influencers in the sense of like motivational speakers. And you think that they all have it figured out. And it's like, no, coaches have like, yo, coaches have like four or five coaches sometimes. And, <laughs> and they have a whole team that like it, it, you just, you just get more tools along the way. So today, for example, when I was having my anxiety, instead of just going, I can do even like a two minute breathing exercise and then I'm, I'm back in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. That's so important. So what inspires you in the work that you do? 
I think I think it's a combination and this kind of goes back to the original part of this conversation that a lot of times we we go through life and we see everything as like the last page in the chapter or like the final scene in the movie and we don't realize that it's just a paragraph or a page for me it's been a combination again of I've I've had because of my patience and and because of my perspective that I've been able to interact with communities and people that I guess people like me might not normally interact with that when people come from a place of, you know, middle class, working class, lower class, or they're given unhealthy beliefs about people who, who have money and who have accumulated wealth, that there are these really unhealthy beliefs. And because I've been behind the scenes and I've seen like, for example, in Hollywood, how, how toxic it, it can be sometimes and how nobody says anything that everybody's like, I would say something, but I really like this paycheck. I really, really like this paycheck and I want to keep this paycheck going that I'm just like, wow, nobody's, nobody's saying anything about these things. And, and yet everybody knows that it's wrong. And you know, you look at, at places um, outside of the United States and you see because people have their community, because people have their culture, that even though like times might be tough, they're way happier than Americans are. And, you know, I just went on this journey with this roller coaster ride. And again, I was like, man, enough is enough. I'm so hard on myself and, and, and I'm never satisfied. But yet when I look back, right, like hindsight is always 2020, that it's always clear. You know, when we when we look back, it's always clear, you know, that that we need to be able to have a sense of no matter what I go through, no matter what happens, that it's going to work out. And that these things that are very difficult, that are very confusing, are, are going to teach me something that like I want to encourage people to understand this thing that we never discuss in person that's always uncomfortable and it's never the right time to talk about is literally the only thing that that we can agree on that our emotions we happiness is very real sadness and anger are also very real and if we can if we can start right there then we can have more honesty and and again we can all have happiness and and i feel like it's not promoted enough in in mainstream culture and i feel like people are craving it well, I think part of because it's unattainable the way our media portrays happiness, right? It's, it's the money, it's the fame, it's the all of those right. things. And, and those are unattainable for most people. And so that's not yeah. what true happiness is. But it's also it's also that people don't don't realize, again, because I've been talking more about my experiences living in Los Angeles and really being behind the scenes and that people there's so many more creative people now because of the lockdown more people don't want to do like the normal nine to five thing there's more people that are using their voices like tiktok and instagram are basically becoming like miniature tv shows for people that people have their own communities and they and they spread their their message these these are great tools i just i i feel like we we need to have more understandings about you know really who we are and 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 how powerful we are and you know again that when when you're looking at somebody and you're seeing oh visually wow this person is so pretty and this person is so beautiful that you don't realize like I was just talking with somebody about this today influencers have so much pressure and I know that people roll their eyes because they're like oh pretty successful person oh oh poor poor rich person but 
regardless of that, that that is whether or not you like it, right? That it still exists. And when I was living in LA, when I was in Hollywood, I would hang out with people. I, we knew somebody who owned um, a social media agency. We, I, I know people who have hundreds of thousands close to a million followers. And when the camera's off, it's I'm like because like I'm in, I'm more of an introvert and I'm more empathic and and I can I can see certain things that people don't pick up on and I'm like you don't have anybody in your corner who really cares about you like you don't have anyone in your corner who really knows you and you're just trying to keep up appearance appearances like isn't isn't that exhausting you know and and that's and again like that's the culture that we live in is is that we're all so busy and we're all just like hustling and, and working and building and every single week there's a new youtube video the algorithm has changed here's the new way it's 75 hashtags and you have to do them in different languages and it's just like stop like it's so it's so exhausting you know and 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 just to share this this message of people especially with kids and especially you know again guys experience it too but especially with with women of like you're you're being sold this this image that that is going to lead you down this path of i'm never good enough and i'm never as good enough as that person and again it's it's exhausting mm-hmm yeah. Yep. As a woman, I will have to say, yes, yes, it is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am with yeah. you on that one. So what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? Oh man, what don't I use? So I'm, I'm definitely a seeker myself. So one of the things that really kind of got me back in, cause I was always raised when I was young to, to find my own way into spirituality and into religion um, one of one of the things that I really got into when I got back into that, because I kind of ran from it for a while when all these different occurrences happened, my dad died, my, my, my home split up, like all these different things that I, I was angry at, at God and, and spirituality and, and then had a huge epiphany um, that I got into more Eastern philosophies. I've connected with shamans and a lot of stuff in the world of breath work that we don't realize how much power is in our breath that that when we have those panic attacks when we get depression when we have anxiety that if we can just schedule like even if it's like two minutes even if it's just 30 seconds that you know we can um have have like a, a sense of peace you know so that's one of the things that i do um another another thing is and this is going to sound kind of silly but i i feel like it's important is i actually restructured my algorithm so instead of just having people that i know or just people in my life or just the people that are in like my niche or whatever it is that I actually was like, let me just go on to, let me use social media as a tool so that when I go on, I'm getting information on my mental health. I'm getting information on how my brain works on subconscious patterns, beliefs. I'm getting nature. I'm getting inspiration instead of going online and being like, wow, I'm an epic failure because this person is doing this and that, even though it's all paid for and, and they have a sponsor and all this different stuff um so that's that's part of it i would say really breath work i would say um people I, I feel like people have a weird relationship with dieting that there's this conversation of like oh if you eat this food you're gonna live longer and be in better shape and i don't i don't see it that way i i i try to i've noticed when i have more meat and when i have more dairy that i get not only more sluggish but also it's it's a little bit trickier for me to get out of those moments of anxiety 
you know, and and I think uh, I think it really I think it really comes down to we have so much information that's available to us. And if, and if you were like myself and if, if, if you're like, you know what, I'm tired of, of looking for, uh, you know, support from my husband, from my wife, from my kids, from my friends or whatever that, you know, for me, I just came to the decision of uh, 100% of my emotions and, and my reactions are 100% my responsibility. And then I went on a journey and, and went on to YouTube and, and went on to Instagram and, and TikTok. And I have gotten so much information and been able to, you know, educate myself and really been able to understand myself better. And I, I feel like that's what it is, is not just not just being in an automatic pilot and just going and just accepting things as a truth, but really understanding that you can get so much information and, and, and education and really, really transform yourself. Yeah. And that, and that's going to be different for everybody, right? Cause I know, for sure. you know, you have to figure out what works best for you, but listening to your own self is so important. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's it's like, you know, I, I for me, there's a balance, right? Like, sometimes people are so strict about, like, oh, I can't have this, or I can't eat that, or I can't do that. And for me, for example, I'll eat food if somebody made it with love. I'm not going to shame somebody like, no, I'm a vegan. Like, I'm not, I'm not that person. Like, I will, I will eat meat. You know, I, I feel like life is too short in that sense that there are people that can live like the healthiest life and only eat vegetables and only and, and know like the exact measurements and they can still you know fall like 50 years old or something like that you know that that it's really about a combination of I, I feel like community is really really important and some of us don't have that family that's supportive right like we talked about this before you know being raised in an LGBTQ plus community that you know my my mom for example experienced a lot of shame and and, and a lot of kind of like verbal abuse and bullying from different people in the family and and outside of the family you, you know and having having that support system having people that are like this system this world that you're living in it's it's exhausting and there's a reason why you feel uncomfortable and why it's stressful just having that like hey I'm having a bad day cool I, I got you I got your back that goes such a long way and and also you know it's it's also what what I feel like is just being able to Again, understand if you're sad, you don't have to put on a smiley face. Mm -hmm. If if you're around and, and on the other side of it, if other people are are having a really rough time and and everything that they're seeing is negative or scary, you don't have to react to it. <laughs> you don't have to respond to it. You don't have to acknowledge it. It's their it's their thing that they're just dumping out and you're you're available. And that took me a long time as an ex people pleaser to realize that like I don't have to take care of the entire world that people are going to be people and I need to find to your point I need to find my own sense of happiness and and to find what what brings me joy. And that's that's been my journey. And I think, you know, whatever that looks like for somebody else as long as you're not hurting somebody, you know, that, that it's, it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then that brings me to my next question. Then what are you the proudest of in your life? Um, I would, I would say my, my perspective and my, and my optimism, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that I, 
I learned lessons when I was younger. So I understand that one life doesn't have a reset button. And I feel like a lot of people that you see, again, this is another funny thing about social media that you'll see people that's like, look at me, I'm traveling first class, baby. And then like a year later, they're, they're, you know, in jail or in prison or being exposed for being an abusive person or something like that, that for me, it's, I, I want to know, like my character and my integrity is everything to me that you can say whatever you say. You can say, I don't like your music. I don't like your tattoos. I don't like your image. I don't like the way that you look or whatever, but you can't say that I'm a bad person. You know, that, that for me, I would say the fact that I, I haven't taken advantage of people. I'm, I'm, I feel like what you see is what you get with me that I'm not, I'm not acting one way and then, and then doing something else. Um, and I feel like it's really easy to fall into that, you know, because again, everybody wants to be famous now. And, and, I, and I think the fact that I've, I've, you know, kept that I have good people around me, that I, I have a good support system and, you know, that no matter how life is right now, because it's, it's, it's tricky for everybody, that I, I can still have an optimistic perspective that's not just me putting on a smiley face, that's really saying like, I'm good no matter what happens. And I know my destiny. I know that I'm good with, you know, the universe with God and with, with everything that I believe in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would that be? I would, I would say it would be education. I feel like, like I was having a conversation uh, the other day, and this has been something that's really hit me recently because I've always, I was always taught about reincarnation that, and I've, and I've read books and I've read stories and I've seen documented cases where, you know, you have a child who's five years old that knows everything about some remote village in like Thailand or something. And then they take that child there who's from the suburbs in like middle America. And, and everyone's like, oh yeah, I knew that person he's taught talking about oh yeah that's that place is right over there so that and that child has literally never been there and and I feel like if people were taught about reincarnation and and how you know we're connected with people from other lifetimes because I know this sounds like a far out concept but if we start to look at everything through the eyes of reincarnation then it then then we can understand why you know people love differently why people live differently why people perceive the world differently why why sometimes we just meet people and we're instantly like oh my god I love you or we have family members and you're like putting up your sword and you're like I will kill you (laughs) that that it's it's connected like oh three lifetimes ago you killed me and I know that you're not going to kill me this lifetime but every time I see you I'm going to put my sword up just in case you know that that if if we if we understood this thing that again because I I try to lead with like fact-based conversations if we understood that this is a a real thing then you know we could have a, a better understanding instead of just taking everything at at face value that we're we're working on some things and and the last part of it would just be how you are in this world, how you treat people in this world, regardless of if you believe it or not, it's going to follow you into the next lifetime. So, you know, be kind to people and, and, you know, try your hardest to do the right thing and forgive yourself. Myself, I'm a believer in in reincarnation, but I know a lot of people aren't, but I think just even that connection of people, if you believe in the connection of people and, you know, that should be enough to get us, you know, working, working together and working instead of fighting each other at every turn and, and I know all of that. Yeah. 
You know, it's interesting because I was raised in, I have family that politically is on both sides. The majority of my family is Democratic. However, I do have Republican family members. And one of the things that I've been talking about with my mom, because if you go on TikTok, it's interesting uh, because I'm, I'm kind of, I've, I've gotten into TikTok recently. I'm, I'm very late to the party. However, what I like about it is that you can have conversations with people and, and if maybe like there's a disagreement and, and I've seen like people actually change their perspectives because they were educated on, on certain things that, you know, I, I feel like one of, one of the biggest things really is, is that, you know, you know, within this whole conversation is that we need to respect other people's differences instead of just saying like, you're, you're on this side, you believe this side, you, 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 you like this president, you support support this person that you don't have to believe like reincarnation like you don't have to believe it you don't have to like the person who's in office right now however you don't need to completely have your mind made up and and go out of your way just because this person made you feel uncomfortable and i feel like that's the biggest issue right now is that you have to choose a side and and for for me like, again, I see behind the scenes, I see the human side of people. And when I have conversations with people that are super, super far right on like very, very conservative, when I have conversations specifically within the realms of LGBTQ, or even to say like that we're all one in, in as non-hippie woo-woo of a way as I can, that they're numb that that they've had such a difficult upbringing they're war veterans they've had to raise their family their whole life they're exhausted they have trauma they have ptsd that if we really understood this or spent more time thinking about this there wouldn't be so much fear and, and division in this world. And I think that's a really important thing to to think about is for anybody who's listening or who's watching that you know, beyond, beyond the politics that, you know, people, people are people and that people do have feelings and, you know, that we need to have these kind of conversations to understand people instead of just laughing at them or shaming them or completely trying to destroy them because they don't share our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we could all try to understand each other a little more, I'm hundred percent on that, on board with that one. So <laughs> I have to agree. And do you have an inspirational quote or a motto that you live by, or even just it's this? Fun, it's funny. It's <laughs> it's fun. It's funny when people always ask, like, "What's your favorite quote?" Like in the moment, I can never think of it. I would. I mean, my my motto, my kind of like my mantra, really right now, is is just rising. Is I've gotten I've gotten to the point where, again, I've I've had the ups and I've had the downs. And, you know, I, I realize that there's always going to be that up and that down. And for me, I've really gotten to the point of being like my five-year-old version of myself and, and, and keeping and connecting with that innocence and that creativity. I, I feel like it's really important not to, like, if, if you can look at, at the world that you want to see, instead of looking at the world as how it actually is, I feel like you'll have a happier life, that it's, it's very easy to get to look at what's going on right now in the world and think it's a scary place. However, if you, if you look at 
outside sources that aren't shared on the news, you'll see that this is actually the greatest time to be alive, that there's so many inventions and there's so much technology that's connecting people. And, you know, I, I think, I think if we can focus on that instead of looking at the world as a scary place, then we keep rising, we keep elevating. And then when we do that, we share that information with others because somebody shared that with us, we pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I love that idea. And I just want, I want to thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to share that we maybe haven't discussed today? <sighs> yeah, I would just say definitely um, reach out. You can see and hear all of my work on yonikiscorpio.com. And for anybody who's having difficulties with anyone in their life, don't let that affect you. You know, I know that it's easier said than done, but just make, I've had, I literally have to like talk with myself in the mirror and, and basically parent myself sometimes to, to say like, you're, you have a good life just because somebody comes in and says something to you and you don't like it, that it's always an opportunity. It's always an opportunity. And we can always thank that moment or thank that person for triggering that thing. Because if, if we, if we can, can perceive it that way, then we can actually change it and, and do something about it. And I just want to encourage anybody who feels beat down or who's going through a difficult time for anybody who's lost someone right now that you're not alone. You know, you're not alone and, and you're loved. And no matter what social media says, or no matter how everybody looks that that you're great and that you're a winner and you're worthy you know and it's never and lastly it's never too late to start something it's you're never too older or too young to do something amazing yeah. i have to agree with that one I have to agree. <laughs> so i want to thank you again nikki for being here today i really hey, thanks for it. having me and thanks for doing what you're doing it's super important and and thanks for all the listeners and for all the viewers i appreciate you we're all warriors out here doing the best we can we went together that's so true. And we'll make sure all your links are there so people can find you. All right. Well, thank you for your time. And I, uh, I definitely look forward to staying connected with you. Thank you so much. For our listeners, we'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day. Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.